You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the blowout to my theater, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? I mean, we, you know, we have the Rockets and Warriors up top, but I mean, it's safe to say we could be three or four seed now. I mean, it with a win like that, definitely. In front I mean, of a sellout like crowd like that. Yeah, sellout crowd. And so, I mean, it's not about if the playoffs right now. It's about home court advantage, right? I mean, it's about when the playoffs. It's about where the playoffs. <laughs> it's not about if the playoffs. It's about where. It's, it's and the where is coming through AAC. So, we're joking because the Mavericks won tonight. They, they defeated the Denver Nuggets 122-105. to It was pretty much a blowout the entire time, except for the third quarter. <gasps> third quarters are bad again, gasp. Dun, 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 dun. But before we get into that, uh, so we're going to talk about that game. We're also going to talk about just some other things going on with the, with the Mavericks. Uh, no hot dogs or anything happened tonight, so we can we can avoid that. No hot dogs were had by players, at least that oh we know gosh. of. Uh, but before we get to that, Isaac Harris, I have sent you your oh I have sent you your second payoff of this week. There's only one more, so you're almost, you're halfway there after you get through this one. Uh, people enjoyed your first one. Uh, if anybody is listening for the first time or did not hear yesterday's podcast, Isaac and I every month are going to guess how many wins the Mavericks are going to get in that said month. Then the first week after that. Whoever loses, whoever guesses, you know, wrong or not as close, will have to pay off these bets in some way. So Isaac lost last month. He guessed four wins. I guessed five wins or something like that, and they got exactly the amount of wins that I said. I win. I decided that Isaac Harris, a self-proclaimed UNC mega fan, big fan of UNC, University of North Carolina basketball. Their arch rival is the University of Duke, the Dukies, Coach K. Coach K is Isaac's father. And Oh my gosh, don't you dare. <laughs> and <laughs> so I have made I found three different Duke fight songs that Isaac has to sing each day. Now he has never heard these, he claims. So he does not know how they go. So yesterday, if you listen to the pod, at the very beginning, Isaac sings the first <laughs> Duke fight song. And now he will sing the second one. And Isaac, do you remember or do you know the song? Lord, I lift your name on high. The the church song. <laughs> the worship Lord, song. I lift your name on high. All right. Because I think this song would be perfect sung in that <laughs> to that tune. Do I do fast? Dear old Duke, thy name we sing. Yep, exactly. Sing it like <laughs> <laughs> sing it like that. So Isaac Harris, whenever you're ready, Isaac Harris will pay off for the second time this week. His bet to me, and he will sing a second Duke fight song. This is the stupidest thing ever. And the fact that people actually like, like we we have solid, educated, like takes that we do homework on that sometimes, you know, that, you know, just people just take in, they enjoy and they're like, okay, it's good. And we do real reporting and stuff too. Real reporting. But no, I get feedback on this crap. (laughs) People tweeting at me and saying, oh, that's so funny. 
<laughs> it's this is totally not a knock on these guys. I love these guys so much. I have followed them for so long, but this is exactly what the starters do. <laughs> they do stuff like this, and this is how this is how they got big. So they That's have so they have stupid. good takes. They you know watch the game, but they do stuff like this, and it gets them up there. So. Well, I hate Duke, and I hate everything about Duke, and the <laughs> fact that you're making me sing Duke with a Christian gospel song um, feels like the most hypocritical. <laughs> okay. Let me soak this in. Sing it as if you were singing in the bowels of Cameron itself. Oh, heck no. Dear old Duke, thy name we sing. To thee our voices raise, will raise. To the our anthems ring in everlasting praise. And though on life's broad sea our faiths may far us bear, we'll ever turn to thee, our almada, alma mater, dear. Dear. <laughs> What's weird is like it's supposed to be like a point. It says bear before this, but then it says deer. So weird. Is that good enough for you? <laughs> Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was great. That was that was that was a tone. That was a little. That was a a notch above the normal thing. It worked though. It, I think it worked. I think the uh, the phrasing worked. I'll block so. you on Twitter if you tweet at me again with my face with a Duke pen <laughs> beside it. I spent more time on that than I spent editing the podcast. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. So there you go. That is Isaac Harris singing the. <laughs> Singing one of the weird, that was the weirdest one, I think. That is a weird Duke fight song. That's because the whole dang school's weird. So, there you go. So, let's talk about this game. The uh, Dallas Mavericks take down the starless Nuggets. They they didn't have didn't really have anybody. Their starting lineup was Jamal Murray, who was good. He scored 22 points in 28 minutes. Gary Harris, who is good, we will admit. And then they also started... Uh, they started Kenneth Fareed and uh, which Plumley Mason Mason Plumley the sunburned one and Wilson Chandler. Uh, by the way, Wilson Chandler was one for eleven. That was that's not a great night for him. Yeah, twenty-seven minutes, four points. Will Barton with forty-one minutes tonight. Gary Harris with forty-three minutes. That's wild. I wonder how many. How many times this year that bench players log over 40 minutes? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Also, he was only a minus one in his 41 minutes. That seems impossible since they lost yeah. by like 20. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. So other things in this game I wanted to point out. Uh, this is the Seats for Soldiers Night. If you guys have never been to one of these games, this is where the season ticket holders that are sitting courtside all donate their tickets for one game to a group of veterans. Uh, and so they're all sitting. They were all wearing the same shirts, and they're sitting around courtside. It is a really special game. Uh, just the atmosphere is just different in one of these games. President uh, George H. George George W. Bush H. W. 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 Bush. Well, they had to put they had to put both like the same initial in the middle of both of their names. G. Dub. Anyway, that's the one that I've met when I was a small child. We went to a rally before he was elected the first time. Oh, that's cool. We have a uh, I have some signed poster of his or something. He seems like a really cool guy, and we, uh, Nick and I, we both said uh, during halftime we did not go down to get a hot dog. Um, <laughs> we didn't go investigate that. That is not the real reporting we did today. <laughs> uh, no, I just we just sat up there, and it was a really cool moment. Um, 
you know, George and Laura Bush, they just, they walked around the whole court and hugged and shook hands with every soldier sitting courtside. They had some, uh, I mean, all around the court. It was wild. And uh, it was just a really cool scene. But just for him to do that and just, you know, there's a difference. You can just tell, you know, different people, there's a difference between doing a handshake and say, hey, thank you, and walking on. But this was just, you know, full-on hugs, asking about their life. And you can just, I don't know, There's there was a genuine... Like I wish, I wish George was like my grandpa. You know, <laughs> he might be. <laughs> he also looked everybody in the eye too. I, I saw that. I you know I watched. Yeah. Um, they had him on. They had him basically on the video screen the whole time during halftime. Uh, the other thing that I noticed from that was, and I think you pointed this out at first, and then I was just watching it closer. But there was a there was one guy that uh, he had to be helped up to mm. to stand he could not stand on his own power and so he had two guys next to him this was a big dude too like a really big guy he had two guys standing next to him holding him up so that he can stand when the president walk when you know the former president walks by uh in that respect i don't know that 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 respect challenged me <laughs> especially yeah you know especially now i'm not gonna get into all that stuff but it just you know it challenged me to think about our leadership and uh just you know what that guy sacrificed so that he would you know have to stand and and respect, you know, a man, not necessarily just the idea of America. So I don't know. It just made me think, you know, long about my commitments and my, you know, like what I believe. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, we both just sat there and watched on the Jumbotron, just seeing having this guy was being held up, you know, by two other men, but he had to, you know, he, he wanted to stand out of respect and, uh, it definitely challenged you. It was, a, it was a cool moment. It was a cool night. You know, some people see it and might just think it's just courtside seats um, for the night, but it was really an all-day thing. You know, the Mavericks team teamed up with uh, Nick and Sam's, a restaurant. They teamed up with American Airlines, and they flew in people um, yeah. to you know to the airport this morning. Uh, Nick and Sam's fed them a meal, a four-course uh, four dinner um, before the game tonight. Um, just super fancy meal and stuff. And then obviously had the game. And then after the game, I know Dirk and Cuban and uh, different people went out there after the game, met with a bunch of them, took pictures, signed different stuff. And it's, it's, it's an all day thing. It's something that they do every year. And it's, I mean, it really is like a top three night every year um, in, in the AAC. And it was really cool. And that is, that is a ton of money donated. (laughs) If you think about all the courtside seats, like I just looked around and thought about all the you know the dollar amounts like that is a big investment for and national anthem you know they had a, a soldier oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um, singing the national anthem and she it, killed she, it gosh she killed it and just just the atmosphere in there and just all the soldiers around the court while she's saying it you just I don't know it you there's a lot of brokenness in our country it feels like uh, right now a lot of um, separation and different stuff but for those couple minutes i don't know i felt like we were all one for a little bit and yeah uh, there's not it doesn't feel like there's a lot to be patriotic about right now in our country and it was just, it was good to you know like our veterans they embody america <laughs> i i yeah. think at least that you know the way i grew up and the way that you know it was portrayed to me is that veterans they are like this is it's what makes america free and so even if you you know if you're not from here, that's you know the way that a lot of us feel. Even if that isn't portrayed necessarily in our media or, you know, by our you know our leader our current leadership. So, anyway, yeah. let us talk about the Dallas Mavericks. So the Mavericks are were ten and two on on uh, seats for Soldiers Night coming into tonight, and they 
had a blowout game of the Nuggets last year uh, <laughs> for this game as well. And so they beat them down again. So now the Mavericks are 11-2. and two. So I've got a hot take for you. I think we should just have soldiers at every single game. <laughs> just give away. See, who actually needs to sit courtside, right? Like just give them to soldiers every single time. The Mavericks will go 11-2, and two, whatever that record ends up being, throughout the course of the season. And they'll just make the playoffs and win the championship every time. <laughs> every time, just bank it in. Completely. Nerlens Noel, a DNP again. This is his fifth in a row. <laughs> He's not seeing the court anytime soon. I don't think so. I think him and Mick Roberts should should be, become friends. Who see who gets a, a minute next? Him or Mick Roberts? I don't think Mick Roberts is ever going to play a minute for the Mavericks. I said that before the season started. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he was a trade piece. I mean, he was purely traded for, brought in uh, for as an expiring contract for a trade piece. So. Yeah, we don't need to say that again. <laughs> I feel like every time we bring his name up, that's all we say. Mavericks also sco- scored their highest point total uh, in a quarter. Since I think I saw Bobby tweet that it was since 2014. I feel like that's not true, but 39 mm. points in the first quarter. I mean, they just came out Dude. slanging. And the the whole reason I think that they did this, they came out and they were just, you know, playing as well as they did. This team, when they don't have, I mean, they just don't have it anyway, but they just don't have any rim protection at all. Like they started, you know, Mason Plumley. He's not really getting you. He's not really helping you out there. There, you know, there, there are other bigs when they come in. You have, uh, I mean, you just look at them down the line. Hernan Gomez, Trey Lyles, you know, even Kenneth Reed, Darrell Arthur didn't even see the floor tonight. Like all their bigs, there's none of them are giving you any type of rim protection at all. Yeah, and just a reminder, uh, I think we, I know we mentioned yesterday, but yeah, we, uh, Jokic and Millsap did not play tonight um, due to injuries and. All that, so yeah, that's. I mean, you get Plumley. Plumley only played 19 minutes tonight because uh, even Dirk and them talked about it after the game. You know, they went small, and you know that's why Barton got 41 minutes off the bench because he was playing uh, four for know. them sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, well, they moved. You know, they moved people out. They put you know Wilson at the four some, and um, you know they put Fareed at at the center center spot a lot tonight, and so yeah i mean we saw we saw a bunch of different things you know early on we saw you know i think it was a uh i like watching dennis's body language and just how he interacts with um with players and it, i don't know I, I started thinking of just times growing up when you know playing just the different stuff that i know as a basketball player that you like i don't know it gets underneath your skin sometimes or like when somebody gets up oh, in, yeah. in your space and you know just kind of like Okay, you know, it's just mental stuff. Like, okay, I can I can just think back and remember when I was playing. Just like, okay, that's how you're gonna play me tonight. Like, okay, well, <laughs> you're that type of player, you yeah. know. And just the the little cheap shots, the little stuff you look for from Fareed. Yeah, and for you know, Fareed <laughs> Barton got up in his grill tonight and uh, was just all over him on one play. I remember, and Dennis still scored, and you could just see it. Um, there's a couple small things we were pointing out in the press box tonight. Uh, of him and Fareed, and Fareed gave him a hard foul. He turned jerk back right back around. Just the the walk past the you know the on purpose run into you with my shoulder. Uh, that's the you know the low key. Hey, I'm here. You know I I'm not going anywhere. He faked uh, Fareed out of his shoes that one uh, layup at the basket and caught the ball and then you know tossed it back into Fareed's chest and 
you know, just stuff like that. And I, I, we're going to see that all year. It, it wasn't dirty. It's that's just playing ball. Some, you know, some guys play like that, but we're going to see teams and we've already seen it. It's just people wanting to try to get underneath his skin, trying to send a message to the rook of saying, Hey, like you're not going to drive the paint all the time on us, which he did tonight. Yeah. Um, oh, completely. <laughs> but that's just stuff you do the rookies and I don't, don't blame them. I just, I, I like seeing how Dennis, uh, just responds and he responded great tonight. He did. He could he could really get wherever he wanted on the floor tonight. And I saw him distribute a lot tonight, which is, you know, I'm I'm still encouraged by that aspect of his game that he still gets people involved that he's not like a a Westbrook level ISO guy that he only just gets, you know, these dump off assists and doesn't really help people. I feel like Dennis has a little bit more nuance to his game in that area. Um also, Dennis Smith Jr. and Harrison Barnes both had 20 points tonight. Isaac Harris, Dennis Smith Jr. has scored 20 points four times now. How many of those times has Harrison Barnes also scored 20 points? Once. Three. Huh, tonight uh, against Cleveland and then also against Washington when, when Barnes had 31. So three out of four times when Dennis scores 20 points, Harrison Barnes will also score 20 points. So I that is a I think they're becoming a pretty good one two punch there, uh, in the scoring category. Heck yeah, I mean that, that's, um, that's especially when want. they play really bad defenses like Cleveland's and <laughs> Denver's. Yeah. yeah, I mean like I mean that's your that's your top two scores. I mean going into the season, if you ask you know hey who's going to be your leading score or your top two scores this year, um, I think everybody would have said Barnes and, and Dennis. Uh, Barnes had ten rebounds tonight. Yeah. Big time. That was a focus. He, you know, he said on our podcast, he said that was something he wanted to focus on is rebounding. Um, and he's, he's answered that call. He only had a, three free throws tonight. Uh Oh, <laughs> bad game for Barnes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, he had 20. They only had points. 17 as a team, so they weren't going to the line all the time. So no, but they're, uh, they shot, I thought they shot pretty good from three pointer. Yeah. They shot 46%, uh, from the three. But Devin, uh, Devin, you know, gave him solid minutes off the bench. I mean, really, the whole your your savvy six lineup or whatever you call it. So it's uh, you know, it locks in you know solid minutes tonight. Dang it! If that it, lineup doesn't work every single time it goes out there, it's pretty awesome. You point uh, you pointed out too. They they took Yogi out there one at one point. Put put Wes in for a little bit with it. Yeah, they do that every once in a while. They, they even before I wrote that piece about and the, the lineup we're talking about is it's it's uh, JJ Barea, Yogi Ferrell, Devin Harris, Dirk Nowitzki, and uh, Dwight Powell is that five man unit, and they're one of the best offensive and defensive five man units in the NBA, which does not make any sense. <laughs> but I tried to break it down on on Mavs Moneyball. I've shared it a bunch of times, so. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense of why it, it's. A, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that factors into it as far as the units they play against. This is like you know, it's becoming the Mavericks' second unit basically, yeah. And um, a lot with that, but um, there's a the underlying thing of having three guys that are veterans that have the chemistry together, and having the Dirk JJ Devin. They've played together for so long, and they've all three talked about it, just knowing their spots, knowing the chemistry. And it's it's such a thing that we we undervalue and underrate yeah. uh, with teams of, you know, 
We talk about our lives when you know, when super teams get put together and like, oh, they got to build this chemistry and stuff too. But we also, we, we never talk about how it can help prolong careers too as far as we've seen what J.J., I'm not saying he couldn't be, you know, now, but like J.J. in Minnesota compared to what J.J. is right now. And just seeing right. like the familiarity with the system. He's playing with Devin and Dirk. And it's just like, man, when they're them three on the court, it's like, I feel like you could put blindfolds on all three of them and they could just run the offense and it just go <laughs> per- perfect. You know? Well, Dirk's at the top of the key and trailer. Like, just, yeah, it's yeah. just like trailing, top of the key, the pick and roll with JJ and Dirk, the backdoor cut with Devin and JJ. We get that every single game, it feels like. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's like clockwork. It's the best thing ever. Uh, I love seeing that. It's like, it's like my favorite thing to see every single game is the, it's seeing their, I, I was looking at it tonight, just seeing their vision of when Devin's coming down the court and he just gives this kind of like head nod. Sometimes he don't even have to give it of when somebody's on Devin and JJ's got the ball and then, De- you know, Devin takes off and JJ does this like half, you know, halfway curl, you know, one handed pass. And it's just like, it's every game. It's like, <laughs> you o- you want to ask yourself, how does the defense not see it coming? But you can't, really you know game plan for it all the time you know player that also had so the the top two uh lineups and plus minus were that lineup that we just talked about and then a lineup of yogi wes barnes dennis and dwight powell so dwight powell is included in the two best five-man units to play tonight that it played at least a minute uh isaac harris dwight powell has really turned it around when he plays with this lineup, and he's really found his his uh, his niche here on the team. He shot zero threes tonight. He was five of six from the floor, seven boards, three assists, a block, and he had 11 points. He was plus 13, the highest plus minus on the team. Is there any sort of apology you would like to dish out to Dwight Powell? No. Based on his solid play of late? No. No. No, no apologies. You, uh, you're the third highest paid player on the team, so no apologies. Well, you're, I mean, well, well, it, it's great. One of them is Dirk, so that doesn't really count. No, he's not. Dirk, Dirk, Dirk should be ma- paid more than him. Is what I'm saying. Doesn't matter. He's still third highest paid player on the team, making nine million dollars. Um, no, I mean he's playing. He's playing better. He stopped shooting threes, so that's awesome. Uh, I joke with you tonight. He should not be allowed to shoot outside of the circle, uh, which he shouldn't be allowed to shoot outside of two feet. Um, but you know, no, like here's the thing: they're just limiting him, and they're just saying, "Hey, go get rebounds and catch oops." That's your job. Yeah. Um, now, it, do you want to say is that worth nine million dollars? Because it's not like, yeah, that's what DeAndre Jordan does, but he's not DeAndre Jordan. and He's better. Know, it's, <laughs> I do want to take a moment <laughs> and acknowledge something. I, I, I saw this tonight, and I chuckled, and I laughed a lot. There's an official Dwight Powell fan account on Twitter. <laughs> it is not me. Breaking news. <laughs> that is not me. But... Somebody retweeted it, and it was like a picture that says, point at the best power forward for the Mavericks, and it's two Dwight Powell photos like kind of pointing at each other. And I just started laughing, and I'm like, we've really reached a point now to where there's a Dwight Powell fan account on Twitter. That has has tweeted 1,700 times. So shout out 
to Ben Metcalf for being a huge Dwight Powell fan. Um, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Dwight's um, middle name is Harlan. <laughs> I, I did not know that either. <laughs> how funny! How, how what would you do if, like, a few days from now, I tweet out a one-on-one with Dwight Powell? I would peruse all of the questions and see if you just in any. I moment, feel like I can never do that because the no, moment I tweet it, no. I would just get people hammering me saying, "What? How did you do?" Like, you treated him so soft. You threw softballs at him. You did not ask him any tough questions. You didn't challenge him at all. I feel like you can't. I feel like you huh. can't. I never see you talk to Dwight Powell. Have you ever talked to Dwight Powell? Yeah, yeah. I I talked to him about uh, growing up in Canada one time. I talked to him about growing up in Canada and looking at and looking up to like Vince Carter and stuff, being a dunker and all this stuff and uh, the Raptor days and two thousand dunk contest. Yeah. Did I he say that Vince Carter is in the top ten in, in three pointers made in NBA history? And so I wanted to <laughs> to emulate that. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. No, he did not say that. Last thing we want to get to today. Oh, by the way, the Mavericks scored their most points this season. The 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 game before that they you know their before tonight their highest output was 113. That was also that Wizards game. So 122, the most the Mavericks have scored. The last thing I want to get to tonight. Uh, got an update about Dorian Finney-Smith. He should be back before the end of the month, per Rick Carlisle. Uh, that is anytime between now, which is December 5th, and. <laughs> <laughs> December thirty first. So your guess is as good as like, ours. Is he gonna is he gonna log minutes? Like they're right now they're second units, that unit's that's doing that's doing great. There's I some mean, there's some gap time in the middle there. I, I feel like you can hmm. throw him in there. Okay. He should it's definitely gonna, get minutes. It, it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens when Seth comes back. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. I want to. I want to see. Like we're all really intrigued of how that's going to look because this starting lineup of Dennis, Wes, Barnes, Maxi, and Dirk is now five and four. <laughs> so like mm. their record. So I mean that's really good for a team that started off as bad as they did. So I think they found something in this starting lineup. And when Seth comes back, you don't not know if we're going to mess that up. But we'll we'll talk about that more in depth. So seven and seventeen now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Mavericks are uh, don't look now, but you know there's, I mean even the eighth worst record in the league's the Clippers, and they have eight wins. So there's a lot of back and forth there. Uh, I think the Mavericks. I mean you're looking at just a uh, three or four game uh, games away from an Oklahoma City, <laughs> um, you know stuff like that. So. There, there is a tough slate coming. You know, they had to ask Barnes tonight about having momentum now. A couple wins in a row. You know, now they shoot for three in a row, but uh, it's against the Celtics in Boston. So <laughs> he does feel like he's like, hey, yeah, we got momentum going now. They're feeling good. Um, it would be huge, man. How, how big of a win that would be for them to beat a Celtics team. I feel like that would be a, a, a series turn, or I mean, a season turnaround win if they could pull that off. The Mavericks are still, though, third place in the uh, lottery standings. So yes, uh, so yeah. the this this whole winning situation has not really screwed that up very much uh, because there's a lot of mediocrity in the NBA right now. There's not a lot of terrible teams. There's the there's the Bulls, 
who I do not think the Mavericks can catch anymore. <laughs> if no. you're looking at if you're no. looking at the inverse standings, there's the Hawks, who had who literally had a fan lay across a whole row of of seats courtside during the game tonight because just no one showed up. Uh, the Hawks are five and eighteen right now. They're the, not going to catch the Hawks. I don't think they're going to catch the Hawks either. The Hawks are horrid. Yeah. That's the worst two records in the league. It should stay that way. Um, I think you should look out for the Clippers. At some point, yeah. they're going to trade DeAndre, and I mean, they already look super bad now. They, they're they're, just they're gonna... definitely going to trade DeAndre because today, for the first time in a couple of years, DeAndre hired an agent. Uh, to me, that says that he is out the door. Yeah, he's gone, and so they they will plummet to the bottom. And that's the thing what Nick and I was talking about. Dallas, they are different than. All those teams down at the bottom. Yeah, all of our main best players are veterans. It's not like we're not like any of these teams. Like even Sacramento is rolling out Fox and you know Buddy Hill and all these guys. You know Willie Cauley Stein. Those, those are players that you tank with. Uh, Harrison Barnes, Dirk, Devin, JJ. You know all these guys. You don't tank Wes. with those guys. So yeah, Wes. I mean, um, you don't tank with with guys like that. So tank pink, pink, tanking fans, um, you're going to be upset. <laughs> but um, Dallas now there's a tough slate coming and you know, Dallas could very well lose the next four in a row, you know, yeah. and every, that's every, what everybody's talking about again is, you know, draft stuff, but we'll see. It's fun. And we get another Seth update on the 11th, I think. And we'll go from there. I did see him in the locker room tonight, uh, but whatever's with that. So whatever we'll is with that, we don't know. December Guy- 15th is 10 days away. Yeah, Maryland's got <laughs> it in his calendar. Somebody asked me, uh, or somebody said on Twitter tonight, I think it was Sam Gertler of Mavs Moneyball, he said, uh, when's the next time Maryland's uh, Noel logs like a meaningful minute in the NBA? And I said, December 16th after the trade is finalized. <laughs> I just want to know, I, I'm intrigued to see if uh, maybe news breaks before the 15th, you know. Uh, but the, one is, the, like, the trade is in place. Yeah, like a trade's in place, you know, and like a day or so before saying, hey, like, um, send him there. And then, I mean, it's a whole different conversation as far as, like, what does Dallas even get for him, you know? Is it just finding him a new home and a second rounder and just saying, hey, let's just, like, part ways? Is it let's try to get something valuable? Can you get something valuable? Like, it's... Yeah, I would doubt it. That's a whole different conversation that maybe we could break down closer to the 15th or something. Yeah, definitely we'll be talking about that in the coming days. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us here on the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Boom. Boom. Force four.